When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We will, we will rock you. Buddy, you're a young man, hard man, shouting in the street. You're gonna take on the world someday. You got blood on your face. A big disgrace. Waving your I'm not rocking anybody today. I just made 22 cents from Disney. I don't know how we're going to celebrate. Luckily, the good thing about this check that I got for a movie uh, part which is a spoken word thing involving the Dallas Cowboys, believe it or not, a movie that was about uh, Thanksgiving Day, don't say a word, and I was on the radio in the movie in the background, in the morgue scene, in that classic film, 35 cents earned, and luckily here in the state of Florida, we don't have any sales tax, and I mean uh, income, state income tax. So that 35 cents, which turned into 22 cents after California taxes, uh, I don't have to pay income tax, state income tax. The feds already got me for the five cents. But a man who makes a lot of sense. And as I've been saying for a long time, I haven't spoken with this gentleman for a long time. But he was my third most favorite Dallas Cowboy quarterback in history. As I mentioned before, you got Roger the Dodger Stallback. You got Troy Aikman, multiple Super Bowls. And then Babe Laufenberg. Danny White gets a little asterisk because he was the greatest punter that took the that took the Cowboys. But Babe Lohmanberg <laughs> joins us now from the Metroplex. Babe, how are you, man? What up, Tony Bruno? <laughs> this is Jose from Norristown. What up, yo? How about do you know Jose uh, from Norristown? Tony, don't think you do anything, and I don't know about it. Okay. <laughs> See, people think, I I hate the Dal- people think I hate the Dallas Cowboys, but that's a sports hate. You know, I've been coming, Brad Sham and I, and you, we guys go back. Michael Irvin's a friend. Uh, my, D, uh, obviously, Troy comes on my show. So this is all sports hate, and I, I, I hate the hate. Can you hate hate? Is that Does that make any sense? No, no, no. I, I, I got you all the way through here. You're good. You're good. <laughs> yeah, but, you're, you know... You should hate the other team within reason. It should never resort to physical violence. Exactly. That's that's part of the fun. Love your team, hate the other guy. Exactly. Now, of course, uh, you know, I, you guys do a great job, and, and Brad Sham is one of the greats in the industry. How many years now in the Cowboy? Forty something years. He's been doing the, the. Gosh, he's forty. Yeah, and he is great. Uh, I love Brad. Love working with Brad. The bad thing is, though, Tony, I, I think this is like twenty-seven or twenty-eight. You're 27 or 28 for me, and you can never catch him. It's like your older brother. You can close the gap as a percentage. You know what I mean? I got an older brother, and I'm closer in a percentage than I was when I was five and he was 10, but you just can never catch him. So 
even when Brad retires, I've got to do another 14, 15 years to equal the longevity record that he has, surpassed, by the way, as a play-by-play man for NFL radio only by Merrill Reese. Exactly. Another one of the greats and a legendary broadcaster in Philly. And, you know, Brad's voice is heard and your voice is heard. And obviously when people, you know, I, I saw that, that somebody posted your comments on the brotherly shove thing. And, you know, oh. you tell him, you know, <laughs> Jerry Jones' son is on the competition committee and it should be banned. So let's get to that first. Do you really think yeah. that that Did should you... be banned because one team is able to do it and nobody else can? No, Tony, that's a bad thing about Twitter now and all that. I was I was being totally sarcastic. I, I said, so. I just wanted Stephen to clear Jones that up. is on the com. Yeah, right. Oh yeah, I said the, look, the Cowboys have to play him twice a year. He needs to get rid of this thing just the same <laughs> way I would have advocated. Just the same way I would have advocated back in the day. You know, Reggie White has to count to three before he can rush the quarterback, and Joe Montana has to throw left-handed. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but and I do I, I do think this, Tony. Yes. And I know it's kind of been you know, talk to death, this whole tush push and what to do with it and should it be legal and should it not. But uh, things have come up through the years, uh, many years of football, where defensive coordinators or offensive coordinators figure it out, right? You don't see anybody running the wishbone. Right. The bare defense that no one could block, didn't. nobody knew how to block it. We went into one year to Philadelphia there, and we had three running plays because we couldn't figure out anything else to run that they thought they knew how to block. And even those three, as you all know, didn't work very well, <laughs> but you know, and then people started playing the bear and they figured it out and you don't see the bear defense anymore. So I do think, I don't know when or who or how, but somebody's going to figure out how to stop this thing and we'll be on to the next great thing. Right. And you know, an interesting thing to me, babe, is that obviously, you know, it's a difficult play to run. I mean, you, you know, Jalen hurts squats 600 pounds, so he has to get right. down but, you know, Jason Kelsey is the guy on the bottom of the pile the whole time. And, and, and while that works, and, it, and actually Washington stopped it a couple of weeks ago in that game against the, the commanders, and people I see it can be stopped. It can be stopped, but it's really hard to stop. And then when I see players going down the field and a running back or receiver makes the catch, and you got the convoy of blockers and they're helping push the guy along, the whole thing about the whistle has to blow to signal the end of the play. And on the, on the tush push or whatever you want to call it, the whistle doesn't blow until the play is stopped. So obviously if they don't make it and they blow the whistle and the momentum is stopped by the push from behind, then the play's over, right? I mean, isn't that what this is all about? Because I mean, when Tom Brady was doing the sneak to perfection and nobody was able to stop him, did anybody say, well, Tom Brady shouldn't be allowed to, to sneak <laughs> from the one-yard line because he's too good at it? No, I, I agree 100%. Um, it, 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 there's a couple of interesting things in it. Again, not that I'm sorry, trying to get a ban. Hey, Philadelphia just does it better than everybody. You know, Cowboys have been stopped, I think, twice trying to do it. They don't even try it anymore. I guess they ran it once in the Philly game, but um, but you're not allowed to pull the runner forward, correct, right? Correct. But you can but you can push him. So I like symmetry in my life, Tony, and I like symmetry in my rules. So if you can push, why can't you pull? Or if you can't pull, then why can you push? Because it's easier to push because you're behind the play. You know, when you're in front <laughs> right, of the but guy, I mean, it's a penalty. It's a penalty if I pull the guy forward. Exactly, but it shouldn't it's, be a penalty if you push the guy forward because it happens all the it's time. Not. It happens all the time. Yeah, when guys no. are running with the football, and then there's a big scrum, and then the guys come in and push them in. Guys have been pushed into the end zone while running. Sure. To me, that's much yeah. more dangerous 
than a play where everybody knows they're old. Now, without Dallas Goddard, you know, he was one of the main guys in the push. So we'll see what happens. The Eagles have the bye this week, and your Dallas Cowboys are now, I think, the biggest favorite because Tommy DeVito, how will the Cowboys game plan to stop the greatness that is Tommy DeVito, who I believe has a <laughs> pizza place out there in Plano somewhere? <laughs> I, well, I will tell you, many years ago, um, when when Dallas and San Francisco were basically playing to see who was going to go, who was going to get home field advantage for the NFC playoffs uh, in the early nineties there. And they played each other every year during the regular season because they both finished top of the division. Right. So you always play the top of the other divisions and Elvis Gerbach came in because Steve Young had been hurt the week before. So Elvis Gerbach was getting the start. I believe it was his first NFL start. Elvis Gerbach, maybe a seventh rounder, maybe a 10th rounder from Michigan. Can't exactly remember. But everybody here just said, oh, well, okay, well, there's a win. And then Elvis Gerbach came in and beat him. Now, 49ers had a much better team around Elvis Gerbach than the New York Giants have, have around young Tommy DeVito. But uh, you never know what happens. But, it, you know, and if he didn't, let me ask you this, Tony. If he didn't have the name DeVito, where everybody can make fun of Tommy DeVito, Danny DeVito, would he be nearly as... Uh, this is very poorly worded, but would he be made fun of the way he is now with, oh, here comes Tommy DeVito? Well, you know, and I resent the anti-Italian sentiment going on around the National my, Football I, League. Tony, Tony, my mother was born in Montanetta Doma, Italy. I did not know so that, I'm babe. For, I, I am all for the Italian. Yeah, my, I'm half Italian. She was born in Italy, came over when uh, Mussolini came into power. My mom the same way, Island. same way. Yeah. Yeah. Old school. No, I'm kidding. I mean, Tommy DeVito, you saw him, though, babe. I mean, they put him in the game, and he didn't throw a pass because they were worried. And the Dallas Cowboys with Micah Parsons and those guys, they got to be licking their chops about facing. And again, it's a divisional game. Is there anyone on earth who thinks that the New York Giants are going to go down there into Jerry's joint and find a way to compete against the Dallas Cowboys? Or will the Dallas Cowboys... You know, be let down after. I mean, there's no way you you have you can lose to the to the to the Giants when you have the easy part of your schedule right now before it gets hard toward the end. No, I, I mean, and the Giants are just you, you've seen them. We've yeah. all seen them. That's a terrible football team, and I wouldn't care who was. I, I don't care if Phil Simms was in his prime. He he would struggle with that football team right now. So I, I in a way, I feel sorry for Tommy DeVito because. Here it is. You get your opportunity, right? You get a chance. And it's funny because while you're a rookie, you're really building for this from the time you're about 10 years old, right? And he's 25 now. He went to six years. He had six years of college with the COVID year. But you, you've been he's 15 years dreaming about this opportunity. Yeah, I'm not knocking and a kid. I mean, it's the people who are anti-Italian. And I, I think we should have a protest march outside of Texas Stadium or whatever it's called now. I mean, Jared's AT&T Stadium. I, I want to show up before the game and protest all of the anti-Italian people in the Metroplex. And I know there are a lot of them down there, babe. And I want to stand up for these people. Tony, you don't think the dearly departed Rosina Rossi, my mother, would have been right there in that line? Absolutely. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> but, you know, the other crazy thing, uh, DeVito will be the 10th rookie quarterback yep. to start a game this year. It's never happened. So you have all these guys, and quite honestly, when when you're a guy like Tommy DeVito, and I don't mean him, I just mean anybody in that position. Yep. He didn't get the rep. He didn't get the reps <laughs> through the through the preseason, through off season, 
through the start of this season, I mean, all of a sudden you get thrown in there and not only are you a rookie, but you haven't had, you haven't had the reps to get you ready to play the game. I mean, you get him this week, but I mean, he's got two days of practice to say, okay, now he's ready. Uh, so that, that becomes a really difficult thing as well. It's not like you drafted and, and even that we see, Hey, we see Bryce young struggling, right. And he was a starter basically from day one, but it's not like you drafted and they say, here's our guy and everything is geared to you. All of a sudden here comes Tommy DeVito and you're trying to, you know, if you're Brian Dable trying to figure out, Hey, what, what do we do? What can this guy do? What do we stay away from? So there's going to be some learning for him, uh, obviously, and not, not a good environment to come into the Cowboys no. have won 11 straight at, at AT&T stadium. They've been really tough at home. Absolutely. No, and, and they're a great team and all the people, you know, arguing about, well, you know, the, I mean, obviously the Eagles couldn't run the football once Dallas Goddard got hurt. And that was, that was huge because normally when they have a lead, especially at home, you know, they're able to wind down the clock, but I don't think they got a first down after the injury to Dallas Goddard, which really hurt their offense because he's the guy, not just a tush push, but he's out there blocking. He's a good, you know, you know, all the great tight ends the Cowboys have had safety valve guys. And he was a big weapon for them. So that's a huge loss for them. And we'll see how it plays out after the bye week. But that law, that's a big, big loss on a team that has great receivers. But the Cowboys knew that. And, you know, the Dak Prescott comments and, oh, Dak, you know, listen, Dak's a good quarterback. He's a very good quarterback. But you know in Dallas, when you're the starting quarterback with the Cowboys, you know, you live up to a different standard. The pressure's on. And so the same people who are now saying that Dak Prescott is better than Jalen Hurts statistically are the same people who will call for Dak Prescott to not be the quarterback when he has a bad game. That's how fans work, <laughs> right? You know that. Oh, well, I, I thought he played – Great. He did against Philadelphia. Um, you know, if you told me at the start of the game, here, here's the situation. Cowboys are going to have the ball first and five at the six yard line in Philadelphia. First down, they're going to have four shots in the end zone with 27 seconds left. I think as a Cowboy fan, you would have said, I'll take that. I'll take that. And that's where they were. Unfortunately, on third down with five seconds left, they're throwing the, trying to throw the ball in from the 27. They just they move backward, but yeah, no question they can compete with Philly. And when they when they have the rematch, Tony, uh, which will be December tenth at AT and T Stadium, Sunday Night Football, yep, undoubtedly be the highest rated game of the season. Absolutely, uh, you know they'll have played Thursday night the previous week, so they'll have ten days. Yep, and Philly will be coming off a game with San Francisco, and uh, those are always physical games, as you know. They're all physical in the NFL, but San Francisco. They really beat teams up by the time they they leave town. So no, you're absolutely right, babe. And that's a little bit. And you look at both of these teams. I mean, you know, they play the same schedule, but down the stretch, you know, the Eagles have a a murderous role coming up in their next five games. Not just four; they got Seattle too in the mix. So both teams, both teams, you know, all the teams in the NFC play the same schedule uh, out of conference, but the Eagles get. The Niners at home, then they got to go to Seattle. So you know the schedules. I mean, they're both tough. The Eagles oh, and Cowboys. Kansas, Kansas City. Can, that's Kansas City coming off their bye, and Andy Reid's never lost to them. So this is going to be an interesting down-the-stretch move. And even though the Cowboys are 5-3, and three, I mean, they've got some winnable games coming up, and then they got a tough stretch down the, down the stretch too. So that's yeah. what's going to be fun about this. At least we're going to have games going into November, December, you know, Thanksgiving Day, and all the other stuff. That, that's going to be excitement every single weekend, man. Absolutely. Because after Philadelphia comes to 
Dallas or Arlington uh, on December 10th. Then the Cowboys travel to Buffalo, to Miami, and then home against Detroit. So the the, the kind of the schedule's kind of flipped. Philly's going to have that tough schedule when they come back from the bye. Cowboys have three relatively easy games, and then it flips around, and the Cowboys yeah. have have the tough schedule uh, after Philly. Now, Cowboys should be eight and three after this stretch if they beat win the win the so. games yep. that they're supposed to win, and that's how it works. You win the games yep. you're supposed to. Like the Eagles weren't supposed to lose to the Jets, but they did. So, by the way, I got I got to give you some special love here, man, because. I know, oh. I know your career in, in Dallas. I know you grew up in Burbank and went to Stanford, and that's why you're a smart guy, you know. But what you went through <laughs> was the loss of your son, and I've been following uh, that. And that's uh, you know, to do that, to lose a child, has to be the hardest thing for any parent. And what you went through with your son is just a is an amazing, amazing journey. And and all the work that you've done with with talking about it and having people realize how important all of this stuff is when all is said and done. We're talking about sports not oh, real life. Yeah. yeah it, uh, so for, for, for the uninitiated, not that everybody knows the story, but yeah, my son Luke had uh, a very rare form of cancer diagnosed at 19. Uh, we thought we beat it and uh, the odds were against him initially, but he beat it. He was back. He went from 240 pounds and playing tight end uh, to 150 pounds. If you can imagine what that would look like and then built his body back up got back, was playing at UTEP uh, in spring ball, and then the uh, the cancer came back on him. So, but, uh, yeah, it's funny, Tony, because uh, and we, we don't need to spend the whole show on it, but uh, uh, you always read that it was the worst thing in the world. And inherently you knew if I ever lose a child, boy, that, that'd be the worst thing in the world. And then it happens, and it's 100, time worse, 100 times worse than anything I could have imagined. But if I may say this about Philadelphia and why I have a fondness for Philly now, Tony, but thank you very much for, because, hey, the, the ancient Egyptians believe that if you said a man's name, he is still alive. Exactly. So some people are afraid to come up and they mention something. I start crying and they say, oh, I'm sorry. And I said, no, no, no. It's not like I forgot I lost a child. Don't worry. Uh, Howie Roseman sent me a card after Luke passed. And I didn't know how he, uh, you know, knew who he was, obviously. And I guess he knew who I was, but, uh, you know, that, that, that showed me a little something that he would to take the time out. It was during the season. My, my son passed August 22nd. All of a sudden, I get a, a note from Howie Roseman just expressing his condolences. and uh, I just thought that was a really class act move on his part. So, so Howie is always okay in my book. <laughs> Babe, I actually have a question for those. Um, what kind of cancer was this? Well, he had something called Burkitt leukemia or Burkitt lymphoma. And... Uh, Lymphoma, excuse me, and it's a, it's a very rare. There's about three thousand cases diagnosed wow. a year, and it's very, very aggressive. Um, he was losing basically five pounds a day. It was a, it, but it was incredible the what he did and the fight that he had. And I will send you. Did you ever see uh, Coach Garrett's press conference, Tony, by chance after Luke passed? No, I did not. No, and I'd love to see I, it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna. I'll just send it to you. I've got Robin's cell there and. Yes, you won't give me do. yours. Wait a minute, you have my cell. You don't even follow me on social media, for God's sake. I'll, I will send you Tony's uh, cell phone number so that you have it as well. But um, okay, well, and and condolences we'll from my from me as well. And and I think you are absolutely right. I think so many people are afraid of death that when they find out something happened to somebody or somebody lost something. They're afraid. They're afraid to yeah. have it touch them somehow, or they don't know how to deal with it. And the nicest thing that you can do if somebody is grieving is just to say, hey, 
I care. And and sorry yeah. for your I, loss. I have so. one friend. I'm, I'm sorry. And I have one friend, um, and she just texts me and will say, thinking about you. And there's a great book. If anyone else out there has lost a child or someone close to them, and I guess we've all lost people close to us, but it's called There Are No Words. And there truly are no words. And everybody, they want to say the right thing. And there, there's no right word to say that's going to make it all better. Uh, so, and you're exactly right. They're afraid to say the wrong thing. Um, and so they and there's say just, nothing at all. Huh? <laughs> yeah, 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 which I totally understand. I don't know. I, I, I never had anyone that I knew lose a child, uh, anyone close to me lose a child. Mm-hmm. But I, I probably would have been the same. I'd have been, oh, boy, I don't want to bring this up, you know, make yeah. them sad. But But then you realize, having gone through it, I always tell people, don't worry. It's not like I forgot what happened. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So anyway, I appreciate it, though. Well, thank you, babe. Appreciate you coming on, man. You know, you've always been good to me. You know, I've come to Dallas many, many times back in the day when I was in WIP, and we come in there, and you know, and uh, and uh, the great radio people down there on the stations, on the flagships, going into Plano, coming down there a week before Cowboys Eagles in in Dallas. A lot of fun, having fun because the you know the fans. They love to be entertained. And when we were doing stuff, smashing pumpkins in Plano at a oh. big sports bar at 7 o'clock in the morning, <laughs> it was always fun, man. It was always a great trip. And, and, then, you know, and, and it's about rivalries, and that's what it's all about. You know? and, and that's what's it's, it's make what we do fun. You know, we're, not, we're not curing that's- cancer. We're not fixing the world's problems. We're, we're being entertained by great athletes who go out there and wear a jersey with the teams that we like and we root for them, and then we feel better about ourselves somehow. Absolutely, absolutely. No, it's, I love, I love, I love competition, and and the fans love the competition, and uh, it's great. I just, I just hope, you know, that everybody keeps it above board, right? Exactly. I, I, I get disappointed when, again, you know, people are throwing snowballs at you, Tony. When you. Yeah, but that was how many years ago was that? That's what that was Jimmy Johnson and Buddy Ryan era. Come on, man. <laughs> how much fun was that era? How much fun were those tete a tets? Well, what was funny, Tony, so I that, that snowball game, the famous or infamous snowball game in Philly, I'm on the I'm you know, so I'm signaling in the plays. They didn't have the speaker deal. So I am tethered. Now they have wireless sets, right. right? Back then you had a cord and I was tethered to Jimmy Johnson. I had 15 feet and they were all, all the fans were trying to in Philly were trying to hit Jimmy with the snowballs. They didn't care about me, but when you're 200 feet away and maybe had a couple of beers and you're throwing a snowball, <laughs> I mean, like it's not a precision guided missile. You know, I was getting friendly fire. So as Jimmy, as Jimmy would pace up and down the sideline, everybody was just trying to step away. Cause it was, it was nonstop. It was all game. Everybody's just backing away trying to not get hit. I think that was the game that instituted putting up the, those, uh, those ba- balcony, not balcony things, those covers yeah. where the players run in and out of the tunnel so they can yeah. get in, yeah. they can get undercover faster. So that's one thing that the buddy Ryan, uh, Jimmy Johnson era brought, uh, uh, Jimmy, J- the Jimmy Johnson and uh, buddy Ryan era brought to help the safety of players getting the hell off the field in cold weather climates. Now I got domes. We don't have to worry about it that much. Sure. Usually when you talk about player safety, it's like a rule change so that they can't block these when he's being engaged by another blocker. But this one was to keep people from getting hit in the head by snowballs. Exactly right. <laughs> I, I have one mm. more thing to say to you, babe. That's, um, yes. I have only met one other person that I've known personally in my life named Babe. 
and I don't know oh. if anybody else has said this to you, but there is something like your name itself just brings a smile to your face. Like if if oh. if when you when you go to say hi to you, hi babe, hey babe, how you doing? Right. It just it just makes you happy. So. Although some people are offended if I call a woman babe, I usually get called babe in a diner. You know, when you go into a diner and you get one of those old school waitresses, <laughs> right. oh, yeah. what do you have in hon, yeah, sure. babe? You know, yeah. that, that offends yeah. some people. When somebody calls me babe or hon, I mean, I'm flattered. Well, I tell you what, if I go into a, this is a true story now, if I go into a place, let's just say a Starbucks where they take your name and then they're going to call your name, right? Uh-huh. I give them Brandon. I give them Brandon, which is my real name, which no one calls me that. Okay, but that's my real name. And because do you say do people say, say let's go you know, Brandon to you though at least when you go into a Starbucks? Well, I've gotten, yeah, yeah. Unfortunately, I've gotten a little of that. But when they say when they say you know a latte for babe, all all the guys look and say, oh, who's the hot chick? And then it's this old bearded guy, and they're so disappointed. They are so disappointed. So I can just go with my real name. Uh, hey, you know what? Maybe I'll maybe I'll go with Tony. Maybe yeah, I'll go with Tony. For yeah, me. oh Tony. No, Babe's a great name, though. You know, the, the, you know again, you have Babe Ruth. Yeah. And then you had Babe oh, yeah. Dietrich. Uh, what's her name? The, the Babe gra- Dietrich and Zaharias. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Zaharias. That's right. Yeah. And then, of course, you, you have... Babe uh, Pirelli. Do you remember Babe Pirelli? Babe Pirelli. Flash? Absolutely. And then, of course, you yeah. had Babe, the great pig movie. Remember? Yeah. Wasn't Babe? I mean, who didn't yeah. cry when they watched Babe? Oh, that's a fantastic movie. Babe or well, Bambi? You know the- ba- babe or Bambi? Which is your favorite sad movie? Although they're changing the Bambi movie. <laughs> well, Babe doesn't die in the movie, though. Well, yeah. neither does Bambi. How about but- Old Yeller? Oh. Tony, how about Old Yeller? If yeah. you want to go way back, if you talk sad. Come on, man. You're way- we're- uh- I'm-, I'm older than you, Babe, and you're still dropping old school stuff <laughs> on me, man. <laughs> <laughs> I had older brother. I had older brothers and sisters. <laughs> I, I know that this is not- if if you're talking about movies that made me cry as a kid the most, like where I was just blubbering like a baby, was um ch- the Champ. Oh, yeah. Champ! Oh my oh, God! Champ. I could not. Yeah, I, could, was, I was hiccuping. I was crying so bad. That Jeez. was a tough one, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, babe, it's like so great. I'm, I'm glad we got you got back to us, and I knew you would because we haven't talked in a long time, and it's always fun. Uh, Cowboys Dallas week, Phillies and Cowboys, well, and that one coming up is going to be a classic on Sunday Night Football. You're right. The ratings will be through the. That'll be oh. the highest rated game of the year without any question. Yeah. Well, Tony, let's talk that week. All right, we'll do it. Absolutely, we got to get you on. But you know, Michael, I keep calling Michael Irvin, and you know, he's always he's flying out to L.A. to do NFL Network. He answered the phone the other day. Tony calls him. He answers the phone while he's on the set live with um. On on and FS1 with, Skip, with, with Skip, Skip Bayless. Bayless. And so and he he leaves the phone on on the desk, obviously. So, so I'm saying, well, good, because, Michael, that means he's going to pick up the phone because he put it down on the set so it wouldn't ring while he's on the air. And then I didn't realize he got – I left him a message because you could never get because his phone's always full. Yeah. So to get Michael, yeah. he's got to be there right at the time. So then I didn't realize it. I didn't check my phone. He got back to me. He says, hey, I'll get back to you, bud, when, we get, when I get back to Dallas later tonight. And then when I tried to call him – you know, his phone's out. His mailbox is full. <laughs> but he's always been a great friend. Michael. Michael's always been a great friend. And I know a lot of people, you know, gave him a lot of crap. But Michael Irvin's one of the, not only one of the greatest players, but he's also become a great friend and a guy that I would do anything for. He's just a great man. There we go. Would you say that about me? 
Well, we haven't gone out and partied, you know what I mean? So I, you know, I mean, I've been with Michael at Super you. Bowls. You know, you don't show up, at, I don't uh, see you at the Super Bowls. Then again, I haven't well, seen the Cowboys well, at the you, Super Bowl since 1996 in Arizona so, when I was there. Well, there you, there you go. There's conditions okay, on this so, friendship, Tony? That's just an outrage. Tony, do you have a, do you have, do I have 60 seconds? Absolutely. You can have all the time in the world, man. Okay. That's what's great about having no. your own network. That's why I made the Tony Bruno Sports Network it. come to life. You know what I'm saying? I love it. No, nobody's telling you break, break. No, nobody's saying, Get out, oh, come, come on, man. What are you doing? What are you talking about personal stuff for? This is a sports <laughs> show. We're okay. talking to Babe Laufenberg I, here. I love it. I love it. Okay, so I always say there's like five people in my life that I know I could say, hey, I'm in, I'm in a jail in Omaha, and I know that they will say, I'm already in my car, calling an attorney. There, as soon as, you know, I'm, I'm, already, I'm already on the road. Right. There's five people in your life that, you know, you can kind of count on or you mm-hmm. hope you can. So I was talking to Lee Corso, Lee Corso coach. I, would, I was at Stanford for a year and then John Elway came the next year. And I always say, if I was smart enough to get into Stanford, I was smart enough to know when to leave. And when Elway showed up, I said, OK, this doesn't look good for the bad <laughs> <laughs> So I, 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 I played for Coach Corso at Indiana. And so we we talk probably every two weeks. So one day I'm talking to him and I said, told him the story. And I said, coach, you know, I say, I got five people I can count on. I can say, I'm in jail in Omaha. And they'll tell me, Hey, I'm in the car and I'm on my way. So let me, Oh, coach, let me answer this. I said, can I count on you as number six? And with a little bit of, uh, expletive thrown in there, he said, I ain't driving to Omaha from Orlando, sweetheart. <laughs> so, so, and he lives in Orlando, you know? So, so I said, well, you know what, coach? I say, Coach, I appreciate your honesty because some people would say, oh, yeah, I'll be there, I'll be there. And then when push comes to shove, they, they, they let you down. Yeah. So I said, at least I know ahead of time, if I get one phone call, don't use it on Coach Corso. <laughs> <laughs> a great man who so I got Tony, to work with at ESPN, and he's still he's, – he's, he's like he's, he's like Beano Cook. These guys are legends, yes. and we'll never see the likes of them again. He's still going. He is. He's amazing. 88 and still going. And I really do believe that – you know, college football was always popular. It's going to be popular. But I really think that he and that show kind of helped popularize college football kind of to the level that it is today. I really believe. No doubt about it. And I, when I was at ESPN and he was there, ESPN management back in the days, they didn't want to take shows outside of the studio. And so when people were saying, you know, we got to have, we have, to have controlled environment. You know, this is before remotes were everywhere. We wanted to make sure that right. nothing could go wrong. So they did all those right. shows in the studio. But once they went out and did that first game day show, they saw it was an absolute super hit. And now everybody's doing live events, Fox College game, you know, follows Saturday and you're right. I mean, it's all over. Tim Tim Brando came on the other day. He's doing Pac-12 after dark, which I said was pretty good. Yeah. You need a smoking jacket like like Hef used to have. You know, you do Pac-12 <laughs> after dark. You come out with a smoking jacket, you know, and a nice little glass of uh, bourbon or something on with ice, and you hear the ice rattling like a, in the like in the in glass. A snifter. You, no, you don't have uh, you don't have it in a snifter. You have to have a nice little. Uh, what kind of what kind of glass would you use, uh, babe? Well, like a, a highball. Yeah, a highball like glass. glass. Yeah. yeah, like Jerry used to do yeah, when we were. Yeah. I remember the greatest Jerry Johnson, Jerry Jones story. Atlanta's a, a, a Super Bowl in in Phoenix when the Cowboys won. They announced that they're yeah, closing the, the bars. You remember that? They're closing the bars at ten o'clock 
on a Friday night of Super Bowl weekend, and Jerry went absolutely apeshit. What are you talking about? It's Super Bowl week. We're in a bar in Arizona, and they're shutting it down? And then that's, that's, Did he that, buy the bar? He bought the bar, and then he turned it over, <laughs> and he traded it for five number one draft picks. And got Herschel Walker, I think. It was something like that. That's great. Yeah, some people buy a round of drinks for the bar. He just bought the bar. Exactly. He said, no, you don't understand. And, and the first thing he did, the first thing he did, Tony, was fire the bartender that said we're closing. Exactly right. Most likely. He said, you mean to tell me there are people coming in there ready to spend money, and you're saying no, get out. That's exactly. That's and they changed. The they, he changed the rules in, in Arizona. He made them change the rules because he understands. You can hate Jerry Jones all you want. Nobody cares more about his team, even though he micromanages to a certain extent. But nobody cares more about his team or the game than Jerry Jones. Yeah. Hopefully he gets another Super Bowl. You know? You know, he's 81, 82 now. So. Well, at least he can run for president. I mean, he's qualified for that. I mean, you got to be. <laughs> oh, there we go. You yeah. got, if you're yeah. 81 and, and above, you, you're, 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 you got you to go to the White chicken House. chicken for president. <laughs> I love it. Hey, as we all know, no one gets out alive, but I, something tells me the Cowboys owner thinks some way, somehow, he's going to beat that. Uh, you know what? They got a shot. I mean, how many people will pick the Cowboys? The Cowboys are not some secret. Most of the bookies, most of the people who are looking at Super Bowl uh, odds in the beginning, Everybody, not everybody, but a lot of people were saying the Cowboys are going to be the team to beat. And they may at the end of this. And that's what's great about it. We're at the halfway point, a lot of football to go. But, babe, I got to thank you, man. Really, really appreciate you coming on and giving us all this time. Because, you know, you go on most radio shows, they give you like five minutes. Oh, we got to go to break. I got, I got a heart out here. We don't play that on this show, <laughs> well, babe. Well, I'll be honest with you, Tony. Usually I go on and say, hey, do you have 10 minutes? And then about five minutes in, they're bored and say, okay, well, that, that, babe, you have a good day. You know, no, when so Phil Sims used to come around. on with me on my, you know, when I was at Fox or ESPN, he said, wait a minute, I need another segment. You know, Phil Sims oh, doesn't right. want to come on and do five minutes and then get run. He's got a lot of things that's to say. Right. Just yeah, like you I do, babe. Them. Well, as, as Tony says, hey. he doesn't have an interview. He has a conversation. That's what these are. These aren't interviews. Oh, I don't have yeah. one note Beautiful. written down for you because I don't need and a note. Mentioned- I don't need a prepared statement oh, to funny. read. That's funny. Okay, one thing you got to always, whenever you talk Phil Sims, and I was mm-hmm. just having this conversation with a football person. Right. 22 or 25 in the Super Bowl. I know. In a time when you weren't, in a time when you weren't throwing bubble screens. 22 exactly. or 25. I know. In a Super Bowl, and the ball was going down the field. Exactly right. No, I love Phil Sims because, you know, he's another guy who speaks what's, what's on his mind. I've been trying to get him on because I want to talk Giants with him, and he, he always gets back to me, so I'll get back to you. No, I think I think he's coming on tomorrow. Is he coming on tomorrow? Well, he said he was going to text me back, <laughs> and that I needed to remind no, Phil's him. No, Phil is great. He's one of my favorite I, people, too. We've gone me, back and forth for decades. He told me to pencil him in for tomorrow. Pencil him in. For oh, tomorrow. <laughs> I'm penciling you in for Not the next Dallas week. week coming up on December 10th, a date that will okay. live in infamy. Babe Laufenberg, ladies, let me give you a roaring. Let me give you twenty-five. Let me give you a roaring round of applause, first of all. And I won't even play Jimmy Johnson screaming. How about them Cowboys? Uh, There we go. And when hey, when Phil comes on, so I did Bill Parcells' show here, TV show for four years, right? We developed a a good relationship for whatever reason. You know, he he didn't like a lot of people, but he liked me for whatever reason, and. Anytime I would say, talk about Phil, not on the air. I mean, we'd, he'd come into the room. We'd 
BS for 30 minutes and oh, yeah. he'd say, Hey, come on, let's go. I got a lot on my plate, but I'm like, coach, whenever you, you know, it was like one of those, uh, I'm not the one talking. <laughs> so long and short, if I ever said Phil's name, he would always say, no, no, you must say the great Phil Sims. I mean, he did it sarcastic. Yeah, you know, no, Phil's great. great. Phil he Sims. is. And you're right. He'll, he'll uh, talk. And he does, and that's what that's what's great about having my own show now and my own network with my name on it. I can do whatever the hell I want. You know, we're like Jack FM or all these other shows where every, all the DJs are now voice tracked or not in not in the building. Right. This is still live right. spoken word, and there's no way AI is going to take this out of my cold dead hands or something like that. <laughs> uh, meet the pa- or meet the parents, right? Or meet <laughs> the fathers? Yeah, no, no, no. That was uh, that was uh, what's his name with the luggage. With the luggage. Ben you said Stillers. it there, but they, that was... have to pry this from... My cold, dead hands. No, that was... What's his name? Uh, the guy who was the head of the NRA, and he held the rifle up at, at the... Uh, the oh, former actor, Charlton okay. Heston. Charlton Heston oh, said that Charlton they have to pry Heston. this from my cold, dead hands. And then he went on the mountaintops and uh, broke the uh, commandments. Part all, of the Red Sea or something. Yeah, all the yeah. Ten Commandments and turned water into <laughs> wine and all that other good... I wish I could do that, but hey... I'm not that good. <laughs> babe Laufenberg, thanks a lot, babe. Appreciate right, your time, brother. Thank you, Tony. Bye, Robin. Bye, babe. That's great. Babe Laufenberg. Let's put your hands together one more time. <laughs> oh, we got a young man coming into the studio, so watch your mouth. Listening to Tony Bruno Sports Network. Tony didn't invent sports radio, he perfected it. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.